Okay. So I wanted to discuss the topic of developing our midos through learning Torah. And to try to figure out um, if it works, how it works for us to be able to become, um, I guess, people who have better midos through the process of our learning Torah. So I don't know if that's one of the main purposes of learning Torah, but if it's something that can be accomplished through learning Torah, it certainly sounds like an important thing to uh, focus on. So one of the things that I was reading about was the Archas Tzadikim in Shara Torah. He says that Um, he says, one of the benefits of learning Torah is that he says, So he says that apparently through learning Torah, we should be able to be tovos in the world. So that sounds like he votes that um, there is a strong correlation between learning Torah and developing good midos. And he explains, how is that, that that works? Says, ki adam lo Chachma, person develops uh, wisdom. And that probably includes a lot of things. Beyira, and we can learn about the awe and maybe fear of Hashem. Bedarecheretz, there are a lot of lessons related to darecheretz, vanava and um, humility. And Sneas, modesty, Tovim. He says, through learning Torah, we're able to develop all the good midos. And it sounds like he's saying, because within learning Torah, we're studying about all the good midos. So this sounds like it's a very direct kind of correlation between learning Torah and developing good midos. Um, I would imagine that. This refers at least to the scenarios in the Torah where it's very clear that it's talking about the good midos, right? If we're learning the areas of Torah that relate directly to chesed. So we can learn and appreciate the value of chesed. If we're learning the areas of the Torah that are discussing, you know, the other good midos of Anivos and Hakar Satov, and honesty, integrity, um, not hurting other people with our words, with our actions. So the parts of the Torah that we're studying that may be at least clearly what we would refer to as Musr, you know, related topics, you know, the topics that directly discuss um, the areas of the good midos, it would seem like those areas are a big part of what the Archist Tzadikim is saying, that when we study the Torah, when we learn the Torah, we could develop a, an appreciation for the, val the values of all of the good midos. So I guess that's really um, something that we knew beforehand, that when we're learning Musr, if we're learning a Ramban on Chumash, if we're learning a Sfarno on Chumash, if we're learning um, the Archas Tzadikim, if we're learning the Misil Sasharim, the Chavos of Avos, so those are means and ways for us to develop our appreciation for good midos. And when we really appreciate and value the good midos, 
that's likely going to lead us toward having better midos. So it sounds like that would be the most direct kind of way where learning Torah can lead to having good midos. Um, it doesn't necessarily directly um, relate to the fact that if I'm sitting in a base medrash and learning about, you know, the halachas of Yishlomidas, and I want to know, you know, whether or not it should be Yish, it shouldn't be Yish, you know, that's, at least on the surface, that seems to be very different than if I'm learning a uh, Sfarno that's discussing how Hashem loves every person and how we should emulate Hashem's ways and we should develop that same appreciation and sensitivity for um, everyone's needs, interests, desires, and to really develop our mitos in that kind of way. So I guess, you know, a question would be, you know, outside of the direct chazal that seem to discuss the importance and value of all the good mitos, is there a correlation other than that which leads us toward um, having good midos. From uh, studying Gemara, um, is there a correlation between learning Gemara and having good midos? So maybe even on that first step, it's probably you know important to probably really figure out what's the best way to learn Musr in a way that actually leads to having good midos. You know, which probably there's uh, a lot of thought that could go into that to um, really trying to make sure that we're taking advantage of all the opportunities to really develop our good midos, even when we're learning about the good midos. I guess really making sure that we're, you know, focusing on applying it to ourselves, to really appreciating the value that we're learning, to really, you know, discussing whether we really understand it or are we just reading it, to really ask questions, that will enable us to understand it better and appreciate it better and to focus on it. So those are all, I guess, the standard types of things that we try to remind ourselves about, that even when we're learning about the value of chesed, how do I take the learning about the value of chesed and really make it a part of my life in a meaningful kind of way? But that's, I guess, one part of the discussion, which um, I think you know we're more familiar with. The part that I wanted to focus on was what about the rest of learning Torah? Right, let's say if we're separating our learning into the parts that are more directly related to learning Musr, as opposed to the parts of learning Torah that are really what we would refer to sometimes as Ian, as Bikias, as you know, going through, you know, whether it's you know the seven Masachtas or other Masachtas where we're learning Helchis Shabbos, we're learning. Um, Baba Kama, Baba Metzia, we're learning Stanhedrin, you know, whatever we're learning, how does that lead us toward really developing better Midos? Or does it lead to us developing better Midos? So the Archis Tzadikim's formula that he talks about directly is the one that's really more direct. That when someone is learning Torah, he's learning about Derech Eretz, he's learning about Anava, he's learning about Tznias. Is learning about Kolmais and Tovim. So that seems to directly address, you know, the areas that we would refer to as Musr. But what about the other areas? Do those areas develop, um, help us develop good Midos as well? 
So that, that was the topic that I wanted to discuss. Sounds like an important one to me. Um, and, you know, it could be some people would say that that's not its purpose, it's not its function, and maybe it doesn't really lead to having better Midos so much. But um, I wanted to at least share some thoughts and see if anyone else had any thoughts of their own in order to maybe see if there are ways that other areas of learning Torah can lead to uh, having better Midos. So feel free to uh, share any thoughts. Um, one thing that came to my mind is uh, there's someone who shared an idea with me that um, it was a woman. She actually used to be a uh, the wife of the rabbi in a reform shul, but she's a very spiritual lady and she has a lot of uh, interesting ideas that she's uh, shared over time. And one of the things that she shared was an article that she once wrote about davening. And she basically said that we get out of davening whatever we're trying to get out of davening. Meaning if I'm coming to shul because I'm trying to uh, fulfill some sort of requirement of coming to shul, then that's what I'll get out of it. I'll get out of it the fact that I've come to shul and I've fulfilled that requirement. If I'm coming to shul because I wanna talk to my friends, then that's what I'll get out of it. If we're coming to shul because I want to develop a closer relationship with Hashem, then it's much more likely that that's really going to be the benefit that we get out of um, coming to shul. And probably we could break that down into a lot of different areas, but if we want to ask Hashem for different things, and that's why we're coming, that's what we'll get out of it. If I want to show honor to my parents or grandparents, because it's the art site, that's what we'll get out of it. And it was really, I don't know, to me, it was very, very eye-opening. So I think the same concept is really true very much for our learning. That to some extent, you know, if what we're doing when we're learning is that we're trying to figure out, you know, the Pshat and the Gemara, then probably what we're going to get out of the Gemara is mostly we're going to get, you know, our best efforts to getting the Pshat and the Gemara. If we're trying to get some sort of Halach Lamaisa, we'll probably be more likely to get the Halach Lamaisa. If we're trying to fulfill some sort of requirement, we'll get that requirement. If we're trying to gain status and that's the goal, then we'll probably get that out of it. If we wanna turn pages, if we wanna show our mysterious nefesh or express our mysterious nefesh toward Hashem, you know, that's probably what we'll get out of it. Um, but if we're really learning Gemara, and one of the things that we're keeping in mind is we're trying to figure out what are the messages you know, from the Gemara that relate to Musser, then we're probably going to be much more likely to really pick up on a lot of the messages. You know, I guess, you know, just as an example, I was recently learning something that related to Yeshalomidas. And what struck me when I was learning it is it's mind-boggling what the Torah's responsibility is, you know, that Hashem tells us if we find someone's object, and we have no idea whose it is. And we really have no way to ever really find out whose it is. So it's not so simple that we're allowed to keep it. Um, what exactly we're supposed to do with it is a little bit complicated. It's hard to know exactly what we should be doing with it. But when we think about it, like, what does that mean for us? Like, why would I not be allowed to keep it? Like, does the owner really care? Like, he's given up on it. 
is it really going to be hurting him in any real kind of way? The chances of him getting it back are um, almost nothing. But at the same time, it's not mine. So what kind of message do we get from there about the responsibility that Hashem holds us accountable to relating to other people's money? Does it teach us something about what MS really is in the eyes of the Torah? So that was, I guess, you know, one kind of message that's related to a Gemara like that. Now, not every Gemara has such clear messages, but I probably learned Yish Shalomidas um, a number of times beforehand. And learning without that sensitivity toward, you know, what are the Musar messages that I could get from this Gemara? You know, make it a lot less likely that I'm going to pull out the Musar messages from the Gemara. So I think that's one thing that maybe keeping those kinds of things in mind are probably extremely helpful. Now, we might say, but I've never been really taught, you know, to focus on those things. Is that really important? So I don't think I ever saw it inside, although I seem to recall that I did at some point, where there's a chuva from Ramosha that I believe, or maybe it was just quoted from Ramosha. Like, why do we generally start, you know, fifth graders, sixth graders, you know, Aschalas Gemara from Hilchus Nezikin? And Ramosha says, because really, when we talk about all the matters related to Nezikin, we get a certain appreciation for MS, an appreciation for integrity, and how to deal with other people's money. So I believe that that's, uh, you know, one of the reasons why pretty much most yeshivas, other than some uh, brachos, which is certainly important, you know, a lot of them really start with Hilchus uh, Nezikin. And I don't know if that's for sure why everyone does it, but it's uh, something that sounds like Ramosha was saying, that the messages about um, integrity, about personal property, about how we're supposed to treat other people's property, are the kinds of messages that really, even if we're not learning a Musr Seder, we're learning Gemara, but we're supposed to be picking up on you know, these kinds of concepts. Now, we might say, well, maybe it's not so important to focus on the concepts. Maybe they're supposed to really not be focused on, but they're supposed to really come you know, through just the concept of discussing it. And it's not supposed to be focused on, but I think we generally are taught and we know from our own experiences that if we focus on it more directly, we're much more likely to uh, really be sensitive to the messages that are there. We can probably learn, you know, Gemara's about um, finding other people's property and not necessarily appreciate that the fact that Hashem you know, has a mitzvah about returning lost objects, means that Hashem, it's valuable to Hashem. Both Hashem cares about the person who lost the property, Hashem cares about the person who found the property. Hashem wants us to develop our midos, and Hashem wants us to do the right thing, to be honest and have integrity, and to be that kind of person. If we're more directly focused on that, we're probably more likely to pull out those messages, you know, from the Gemaras like that. Um, Rabbi Yisrael actually talks about this concept a little bit in the Igaris HaMusr, where one of the things he talks about is, he says, through learning Gemaras that relate to honesty, integrity, um, dealing with other people's money, you know, with honesty and integrity, he says that really we can find, you know, ourselves or in our, in our environment or in similar environments where it's something that's not necessarily appreciated, the, the value and importance of being honest in business, 
or with our employees or our employers or um, our general business dealings. So he says that one of the ways that we can develop that value and appreciation of the importance of such matters is really by studying and learning, you know, the halachas related to these matters. So one of the things he says that I never really noticed, but he says that it's important, we should learn the halachos that are related to money, you know, with a uh, focus on it, really trying to understand it properly. We should learn the Gemara and the Postim, Ishlafiyarko, you know, to whatever uh, extent is beneficial for us. He says, specifically, if we have our minds tuned in, if our antennas are up, to really get a sense of what's actually Mutter and what's actually Aser. Sounds like he's saying, don't just try to get shot in the Gemara, try to have our antennas up, try to be focused and appreciate that. Hashem is really telling me that if I found, you know, the object before the Yish, then I'm allowed to keep it. I'm sorry, then I'm not allowed to keep it. If I found it afterwards, I am allowed to keep it. To really have a sensitivity, but when is that true? How is that true? What's the reason for that um, halacha? And when we have a sense of trying to really recognize what am I actually allowed to do? Or what is the halacha? Um, directly telling me, then it's going to be more likely that I'm going to uh, pick up on the value and importance. Um, if I'm learning with a mindset of really trying to figure out how can I be careful to avoid um, being dishonest. It sounds like he's telling us that there's a difference between learning to get shot and learning to be sensitive to finding out what kind of integrity does Hashem want me to have? How should I apply the integrity, you know, based on the way that Hashem is teaching me through his Torah? So it sounds like, then he says a little bit later, he says a similar thing. He says, We should learn the halachos, that are relevant to the matter that we're trying to um, focus on with Ian. Specifically, Let's say I know that there's an area I want to improve on. I want to develop more of a sensitivity for integrity. So we're starting out sort of with a project. Um, generally, that's not how we pick a Gemara, you know, to learn. But it sounds like he's telling us that really the starting point should be, what am I trying to get out of the Gemara? And when we have a certain sensitivity, this year I want to learn the halachas of Nazika because I want to develop a sense of how I should treat someone else's property. Like, when am I responsible to guard my animal? To what extent am I responsible to guard my animal? To what extent am I care supposed to be careful to make sure that I'm paying my employees, you know, at the right time in the right way? And when I'm trying to do that, and I'm trying to learn and appreciate the sensitivity for it, and to develop the value and importance for such a matter, then when I learn the halachos, it's going to be more likely that I'm going to appreciate the values that are being discussed, you know, in this halacha. So I had read this Rabbi Yisrael a number of times. It never really struck me that he was saying, I don't know if that's the exact shot in what he's saying, or it's something like that, but he's definitely contrasting learning just to get pshat and learning with a sensitivity and an appreciation of, I'm trying to appreciate and the value of what I'm learning.
I'm trying to appreciate the value of this concept. You know, so when I'm learning about, you know, integrity, I'm trying to appreciate the value of integrity. I'm trying to appreciate its in integrity related to my work, my employees. Then I'm going to specifically learn the halachas related to those uh, matters with an appreciation of not only wanting to do it, not only wanting to keep the halacha, but wanting to appreciate the sensitivity that um, I might recognize that I don't have yet as far as those halachos. So it struck me as an important um, like mindset that um, might be helpful when we're learning Gemara. I don't know, to me, it was extremely helpful. You know, when, if I'm learning Gemara with people who are not so from, um, and they don't necessarily have an appreciation of we're learning just because we're learning. So the implied question that they always have, you know, when we sit down to learn whatever Gemara that we're learning is, Rabbi, why in the world are we learning this? So it sort of creates a great motivation for me to try to figure that out. Like, and, you know, besides, you know, certain areas that maybe are harder to explain to someone who doesn't take for granted that if Hashem is telling me to do this, it's probably important even if I don't appreciate it. But the more we could really sit down and I can appreciate the value and some of the lessons, both the practical lessons and the more Musar type of lessons from every Gemara, it really is extremely helpful to um, be able to see through, you know, just the direct understanding of what's happening and the Musar lessons that we can gain from learning any Gemara, you know, as such. So now there are probably a lot of Gemaras that are harder to find such lessons from. Yes, that might be more difficult. And in a way, obviously, that there's a value to that as well. But there, if we just miss one aspect, it'll probably help us be much more capable of really being able to develop so much of the sensitivity that the Torah really has, you know, to all the different midos. Because there are so many Gemaras that in a way are halach lemaisa, or even if they're not directly halach lemaisa, even if they're not, a, you know, in a way, sometimes in yeshiva, you get to an agarita Gemara, and it's like, oh man, like, why do I need this? Or you have the opposite of, okay, this is easy, and it's not really so important to focus on it. I think in a way, if we start out with an appreciation that one of the goals of learning Torah, you know, as the Archis Tzadikim says, is really to develop our midos through an appreciation of what Chazal are teaching us, um, you know, through the um, lessons from the Gemara. And even when we're learning a sugya that's more related to, um, to you know, Hilchas Nezikin, to really appreciate if we spend, you know, years of our yeshiva days or years of our days, you know, in later stages of our lives, really learning anything related to the sensitivity of integrity that we're supposed to have in relation to other people's money, you know, then we can really appreciate that there's so many Gemaras that even if they're not directly discussing um, Musar topics, but they can very much highlight to us what a Torah perspective is on many areas that are related to uh, Musar related topics. So that um, I imagine is like, I guess, category two. Category one is what the um, Archis Tzadikim, I guess, would say very directly. The ones that directly discuss Darach Eretz, Anivas, Tznias, and Komais, and Tovim. 
So where the messages are directly in the words of Chazal, you know, that certainly is a Gemara that is not something to uh, just pass by quickly. It's really good to learn the lessons. What are Chazal teaching us about um, all of these matters? And even, I guess, the second category would be many of the Gemaras that really talk about, you know, Musa-related topics, you know, if you learn through brachos. So certainly it's important to know the practical halacha of what we're uh, supposed to be doing. But, you know, there's so many halachas that are related to um, our relationship with Hashem and our relationship to having akar satov to Hashem and to expressing that akar satov in many different ways. If we're learning Sanhedrin, you know, these are just um, things that are coming to my mind, but, you know, Sanhedrin is so much about um, relating to Hashem, holding us accountable for our actions. And, you know, the tshuva process that Hashem is encouraging us to uh, um, be involved in when we've made mistakes. And if we're the ones who are part of the Sanhedrin, how we're supposed to relate to people who have made mistakes. And in a way, when learning with people who are not so from, it really highlights, you know, there's so many questions that you have when you take it, a little bit of an objective view on the Gemara. Like, what's this all about? How does this make sense? How does this fit in with Hashem being um, kind and compassionate? And in a way, what it forces to some extent is really an extra appreciation of understanding the halachos better in a way where we see it's the exact opposite. Hashem gives us opportunities to really be able to, um, you know, cleanse ourselves, which is obviously the best thing for us in, uh, you know, for our neshamos in Olam Haba. And Hashem gives us these mitzvos and these punishments and Hashem holds us accountable in order to motivate us to not get involved. And there's so many halachas that are built into the Sanhedrin's halachos about really being super, super, super careful to make sure that we're not um, invoking a, a, a punishment, you know, inappropriately. And the system that the Torah sets up in order to be able to make sure that we're, you know, really sensitive to people's uh, needs, even when they're getting punished for, you know, the worst of the crimes. So there's so many Gemaras where, you know, just one step beneath the surface is you know, really a world of understanding of the Das Hashem, you know, and the um, really putting together and trying to understand, you know, without philosophizing, you know, inappropriately, but really trying to uh, get from the halachas themselves or from the mefarshim themselves, you know, what's the understanding of the purpose and the uh, value of so many of the different mitzvahs are and so many of the different halachas really there's so much built on MS and Chesed and Anivas and really um, holding ourselves accountable and treating other people, you know, even if they've done Averos, treating them in the right kind of way. You know, really, there's so many halachas that are, you know, Eshesach is a hard one. So, uh, but before getting to Eshesach, you know, in this second category, there's so many cases, there's so many Gemaras that really they're built so much on the foundations of, you know, MS and Chesed and uh, many of the different Midos. And in a way, it takes a little bit of a focus on it where we're, we allow ourselves to ask the questions of, you know, the same question that someone who isn't a yeshiva, didn't have a yeshiva background would be comfortable asking. 
Those are sometimes the greatest questions that enable us to really understand the Torah in a way that not only gives us um, the ability to try to get the halachas clear, but enables us to really have the ability to um, understand a little bit of, you know, the real mitos that are interrelated with uh, Torah law. So I think that would be a second category that um, I would say is extremely helpful. A third category is, I remember one time in yeshiva asking myself, when we were learning Elam I asked myself, am I any more careful about returning people's lost objects when I'm spending, you know, days, weeks, and months, you know, learning Elam Like, am I actually any more careful about returning um, a Gemara that belongs to my friend who, who's learning on the other side of the base Medrash than I would have been, you know, if I was learning about Eishasaf. And I didn't sense any correlation in my behavior, you know, that um, I, I didn't sense that I was any more dedicated to keeping, you know, the halachos of Ashava Saveda, you know, during the time I was learning Elam Matthias. And I remember it struck me that, why is that? So I don't know if other people have a different experience. I don't think I'm fully projecting, you know, my experiences on everyone else, but I think that um, it's probably something that some people probably felt more of a, an awareness, but I think it's not so automatic, you know, that we're going to necessarily find, you know, such a direct um, correlation. Like when I'm learning the halachos of brachos, am I really going to be more careful about, um, making the brachas properly. Maybe when I'm learning Mishnah Brewer about it, but when I'm learning a Gemara about it, am I really going to get right. more careful? If you, learn, if you learn Shulchan Aruch, Hilchus HaShavas Aveda, mm-hmm. to know what is my obligation, but when we learn Gemara, we're caught up with the lambdas. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't experience it as a, you know, education of my obligations. <laughs> like, what is the rubber hole? What is the buy a hole? Then it's all... You know, very, very abstract. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to make that connection. Right. So I guess what I would challenge myself and others to, to ask ourselves is, is that appropriate? Meaning if I'm learning the halachos of Shavas Aveda, and if I learned Elam and I don't pull out a Shulchan Aruch at some point, you know, to really figure out like, okay, so what do I actually do? Now, for in first-year base measures, you know, that, that might be uh, something that we're less capable of doing. But it's really more of a, like a mindset of, am I trying to figure out, you know, what Hashem wants from me? Am I trying to develop a sense and appreciation of what the halachas really are um, or not? And I think the more we really try to have a little more of a sensitivity toward it, it's going to affect us in a couple different ways. Like, first of all, we'll really appreciate the halachos in a much more significant um, kind of manner. We'll appreciate even the Gemaras, what we're discussing in a much more significant kind of manner. But also we'll, be, we'll become better at it. And when we get better at being careful about other people's um, um, property, then we're developing our mitos through that. Like if when we're learning about the halachos of how we should treat our employees, and we actually follow the halachos more carefully, we become better people. If when we're learning, you know, Sefer Chavetz Chaim, it's really to try to keep it. 
um, it's not really, you know, to, you know, learn it and to try to get a good shot in it. We're really learning it in a way that we're trying to keep it. So then probably not only will we appreciate the value of it, which is incredible, um, you know, which uh, other, you know, group of people ever sit down and study um, what is the proper way to speak about other people? And how do I go through my day and follow like an exact formula of really trying to develop myself where I can speak about other people in an appropriate, productive, and beneficial kind of way. And in a way, that's the beauty, that's one of the great beauties of the Torah. You know, when we say Asher Bachar Banu, you know, you think about the fact that there's not only a value to not speaking Lashon Hara, there's actually a whole system put in place to really try to learn how to do that in an appropriate and productive um, kind of manner. It's like incredible when you think about it like that, you know, to really appreciate this is who Hashem is. This is what Hashem's Torah is about. You know, to think about a parsha of Tazria Mitzorah, you know, where there are so many halachos and such severe um, treatment that really comes to us when we're not sensitive to other people's needs. So trying to learn, you know, about even Chumash, you know, trying to pick up what are the values that I'm learning from basic Chumash. So let's say I don't have a schmooze on, on the Parsha, but I'm just learning the Parsha with a sensitivity to what's Hashem teaching me? What are the, what are the basic, you know, concepts that I'm learning from Torah law? Like what's involved in Torah law? you know, in a way that really relates to the Midos. And when we try to implement in our implement in, in our lives in a meaningful kind of way, you know, if we could really become the kind of person who keeps the halachos, you know, in a more meaningful kind of way, where we're careful with other people's lost objects, which is something that we might have a harder time keeping it than Lashon Hara. Like, I don't know about other people, but the amount of lost objects that I've returned you know, over the past, you know, 10 years, I could probably count on one hand. The amount of lost objects that I've passed, you know, that really belong to other people are probably, you know, hundreds or thousands. You know, so I don't, I don't know if it's really accurate that I only returned, you know, you know, five lost objects. But if we try to measure, you know, the percentages of lost objects that we've uh, announced in shul, you know, that I could count on less than one hand. You know, how many times did we announce I found a lost object in a meaningful kind of way? I mean, it's embarrassing because no one does it. Like if we walked into shul and made an announcement, like, who are you and why are you uh, doing that? That's ridiculous. So I think in a way, when we want to grow, you know, from Gemara and we want to grow from, you know, Torah Halacha in order to use the Torah Halacha that we're studying and that we're, um, and that we're keeping in order to help us become better and better people. So I think if we take, you know, these three types of situations, it's definitely um, going to help us get into a situation where we're going to be able to grow much more than we are, um, that we're possibly more than we're possibly growing already. Meaning, one area would be the direct halachos that relates to. Um, the direct Mars that relate to Musar concepts, where certainly I, and I'm sure many other people have seen Agatha Gemaras as either a means of like running through it to cover a, cover ground, 
or an annoyance that's getting in the way of the alumnus. But to really look at it as a crazy opportunity, an incredible opportunity, you know, where you're learning from Amorayim or Tanayim, you know, the lessons, you know, about Musar, it's like an incredible opportunity to really um, learn from Gemaras like that. If we look at Gemaras that relate to whether it's Arbena the Mamakum, you know, whether it's something like Brachos, or if it's something, you know, that relate, you know, whether it's Megillah or it's Tainus, or, you know, there's some Gemaras that are more um, likely to have so many messages of Ben Adam Mamakum in it, you know, where we have opportunities to really, you know, grow in our Ben Adam Mamakum, or whether it's Sanhedrin, which is, you know, full of a combination of Ben Adam Mamakum, Ben Adam where there's so many messages related to, you know, Tshuva and to recognizing Hashem's system for um, holding us accountable in a meaningful and productive kind of manner and how we should treat others you know, who are being held accountable. So whether it's the messages related to Ben Adam Mamakom or Ben Adam Ma'atzmo, you know, Armidos or Ben Adam Lechavero to other people, there's so many Gemaras that we could probably highlight where a little extra sensitivity and we could really, really appreciate um, how Hashem's Torah and Hashem's Halacha is so integrated with all of the great Midos. You know, mostly MS, you know, are those are the kinds of things that are easier, you know, to relate to, the ones related to, you know, Hilchas Nezikin. You know, even Hilchas Nezikin, you know, learning it with Balvatim is extremely helpful for me. You know, it highlights there's so much Amun and Bitachon that also the recognition of Hashem's world. You know, one of the biggest things that I never was sensitive to is, you know, the fact that um, you're not Chayev Bidei Adam for grammar. You know, it's something that um, makes many people outside of the from circles like enraged by. Someone hurt me and I can't hold him accountable in court. I can't bring him to court and hold him accountable. Like he caused me damage and I can't bring him to court. You know, anything in the context of recognizing it's Hashem's world, if Hashem wanted me to uh, lose money, you know, that's, you know, something that Hashem determined. And, but he has to be accountable. And I don't want to hear about Hashem's world, you know, when uh, he has to be held accountable. You know, messages like that where, you know, it's built into the halacha, the fact that, you know, the fact that Hashem runs the world and I might be a victim, but that doesn't mean that someone has to suffer and someone has to pay for my being a victim of, of someone's actions or his animal hurt me. Someone's got to pay for that. You know, the concept of chatzinezek enrages people, you know, outside of the from world. Like, what do you mean? Like, you were ne neglectful? It's not fully your fault? Your animal caused me damage? So is, these isn't, are... Yeah. Isn't one very important midah, the basic um, starting point of humbling oneself to divine wisdom and being able to bear that pain of something not making sense to me right away in the knowledge that there is a source of wisdom that is of infinite nature that um, I am quite small by comparison to, and I should try to see what, if anything, I could come to understand. Mm -hmm. That may be lacking in many of these people. Right, and maybe ourselves. Yeah, maybe ourselves also to some extent, but um, 
or at least there's a good uh, mida. There's a good mida we could acquire as aschala of gemara. Right. It's in a way that sounds like another kind of example. Like yeah, that would be something that really any gemara, like we're starting out. Um, certainly outside the firm world, you see it uh, much more where there's very little humility in um, the question of, do I understand the true values of life better than Hashem and better than the Torah and certainly better than Rashi? You know, that type of starting point is something that is, um, yes, certainly something that we can, you know, really work on for ourselves or teach to others where, having that humility is super important. And really, I guess, in general, when we think about, you know, outside of, let's say, the Chavetz Chaim kind of world, you know, when people talk about, you know, the concepts of learning Torah as a Ruchniistic experience, you know, it's something that obviously um, is true in the Chavetz Chaim kind of world as well. But uh, maybe it's sometimes not focused on as much. But when we think about what is that all about, you know, the Archas Tzadikim starts off, you know, Shara Torah, where he refers to the fact that learning Torah is more of a spiritual experience than um, being the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur. You know, he says, You know, it's more chashiv, it's more of a spiritual experience in some manner, you know, than the Kohen Gadol going into the, uh, into the Beis HaMikdash on Yom Kippur, which... You know, it's hard to know exactly what that means and in what way, in what manner, is it in all ways, is it in some ways. But, you know, if the Kesar Torah, whatever he means by that, is really something that in a way is more chashuv than, um, than really being the Kohen Gadol. You know, what it's teaching us is that it's supposed to be a spiritual kind of experience, which in a way, you know, maybe we can relate to in the context of if we're starting out with, you know, Shara Yichud, recognizing there's the Hashem in the world. And we're recognizing the chaste Hashem. And we're recognizing, you know, our appreciation for the fact that Hashem has given us, you know, in Hashemah, he's built a world for us. And Hashem has given us such an important mission. And Hashem, with his wisdom, is teaching us that the best way to achieve the greatest heights is really through, you know, studying the Torah and doing the mitzvot. And we're coming with a humility and a hakar satov and really to start to approach Hashem's Torah that he gave us as, you know, the greatest gift in order to be able to accomplish, you know, the greatest accomplishment in life of getting close to Hashem and to understanding Hashem and to understanding what our mission is and what we're supposed to be doing. So in a way, the more we can relate to some of those concepts and, you know, when we open the Gemara, what we're trying to do is much more than just try to get shot. Well, if we see it more in the context of what the Torah is about and how that fits in with who we are and who Hashem is and the world that Hashem has created for us and our ability to try to some extent to understand what our mission is and understand how we can accomplish that mission. Now, it sounds very lofty and there are probably millions of levels of this. And I don't know if my learning Torah is Yikar Himipninim, but it's at least, you know, there's a concept of um, what learning Torah could be if we're able to, you know, try to approach our learning Torah in that kind of context. So whatever we can do to really try to relate our learning Torah to, um, to that kind of Ruchniistic experience, you know, maybe that's something that can enable us to really appreciate and develop ourselves and our midos 
you know, in that, through that kind of experience. So it's hard to know, and maybe each of us can really use, you know, some of these like concepts in ways that are meaningful to us and ways that we can relate to and we feel like we could connect to it more. But I know for myself and probably many of us, most of learning is really just about opening the Gemara and trying to get shot. And through various stages, thankfully, most of us probably graduated from using it mostly in order to get um, status and to try to get um, other external kind of benefits from it. But the more we can really look at what is Torah about and what am I trying to do? What am I trying to understand? What am I trying to accomplish? And what's the Gemara really teaching me about, you know, what I should be doing with my life and what's it teaching me about Hashem and myself and how I should really be able to um, understand what my mission is in this world. So the more we can relate to it in those manners and really try to pull out from the Gemaras, you know, the meaningful messages, you know, that relate to us besides just trying to get shot, it shouldn't take away from our doing our best to understand the Gemaras that we don't really see, you know, the tremendous uh, muster value to them. But there are enough Gemaras out there that we can really see so many direct messages about um, the beauty of Torah law and the beauty of the one who gave us the Torah law, that it could really be used as somewhat of a consistent Musar Seder, you know, within, uh, within our learning. So I know my kids always make fun of me anytime they hear me learning with someone. They're like, they're like, Dad, this is uh, Gemara. This is not Musar Seder. So I think I take it too far. And I probably do. But at the same time, there's probably a healthy middle ground that everyone can find for themselves you know, in order to try to really see, you know, how they can um, really use the Gemara that we're learning in order to understand Hashem better, understand the Midos better, and to understand our mission better, and to use it as an opportunity to really, for it to be a Ruchniyasek experience that we're able to learn a lot of important messages from. So that, those are my thoughts. Um, Feel free to um, agree or to use it in whatever kind of way that would be um, beneficial. But I know one of the age-old questions is this is not necessarily the way that we were always taught and encouraged to learn Gemara. But I do think that uh, the Archist Tzadikim seems to talk about it. He talks about uh, learning Torah. He doesn't say learning parts of the Torah. He says that a lot of learning Torah really includes the Chachma, the Yira, the Darcharetz, the Anava, the Tznias, and Komais and Tovim. And Rabbi Yisrael seems to talk about, you know, using our learning Torah with a sensitivity, you know, for trying to understand and appreciate um, the value of the Midos that are related to the Torah. <coughs> and, you know, there's definitely, um, you know, something to gain from trying to understand what Torah Lishma is all about. Yeah, to some extent, in a way that's meaningful for us, and to really try to benefit from some of the lessons. And certainly when we're learning the Gemara um, about a certain topic, to really try to recognize this is not like an objective chachma, this is like real. You know, whether it's a Gemara about Hashavas Aveda, or it's a Gemara about Lashon Hara, or it's the Chavetz Chaim about Lashon Hara, to really try to implement that in our lives in a meaningful kind of way is something that's extremely um, beneficial. So um, thank you for listening. 
um, please feel free to uh, share any feedback. And um, I appreciate your time. Okay, um, I'm actually going to run right now, but thank you so much for uh, for listening. Feel free to uh, continue discussing after if you would like. Okay, be well. Take care. Thank you very much. That was very, very insightful. Eddie, great to see you. <laughs> Same here. Same here. I like what he said. I mean... I mean, I'm all about applying things. So knowledge without application is worthless. And I think what he's really trying to say, I mean, I like what he, when he mentioned the conservative Rebinson who said, you know, we get into things when we, with our intention, you know, I like that a lot. It's very true. So if we go in with the right intention, um, we'll get more out of things. And, um, you know, in general, I mean, you just, he's trying to say also apply what you're learning, not just for the sake of, he mentioned, you know, various reasons like ego or mind development, I guess, or other things, but more the actual application. What, what, how could, how could this change me, change others? Right. So um, I want to ask you to make an experiment and take, you know, a few blood Gemara that uh, you try to learn and see if you could put this uh, method into action. That's too big. When, of when a, you can't use, you can't use too big. Too big. Too oh. big. <laughs> okay, so then the whole discussion I'm kidding, is really I'm like, kidding, you know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm purely kidding. theoretical. But you know, if you could find <laughs> yeah. the Gemara, but you can't use Elam and Sears because Rabbi Goldman already did the job for us. No, but that. you know, I, 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 I really resonated with the Gemara. He said, yeah. Why no, he talked about. Yeah. Uh, no, I was gonna say. I, I did Dafyomi for a little while, right? And, you know, um, it was Pesachim and they were, you know, I was starting to ask some really practical, it's like, what's, what do we do? What's the bottom line? What do we do? You know, my mind went right into that. So... Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't a matter of how you're becoming a better Balmides from... No, Balmides not at all. But, but, but he was trying to say that we can improve our Midos if we're learning a Gemara, which discusses you know, let's just say, and we, and we, and we view it in that way, not just in terms of like bottom line halacha all the time, but in terms of maybe other people's emotions and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we really should uh, have a, a, a search program to list all the Gemaras of that nature that we could try to utilize for that purpose. <clears throat> now we know Sanhedrin and Bamatsiya have some. And uh, maybe somebody could help us find other the rest of the list. Okay. Okay, I guess so we can close here. All right. Uh, Bye. 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 Bye.